1: Hi, 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 everybody. You have returned to the pod. We have returned to the pod. It is I, your co-host, Jordan Cruciola. And it's me, Amanda Smith. And we are the Disaster Girls. You are the Disaster Divas. And we're back for it's like it's like a It's like a hometown game, I feel like, when we have La Brea episodes. We're oh, yeah. we're playing on the home field.
0: Oh yeah, we get to see all our friends. We you know, we have our usual spot in the stands. We got our new Muja blankets or our new Shelly Winters blankets and Mujah hoodies. and we Shelly ready- Winters blankets. Yes. And we are ready to watch our idiots in 10,000 B.C. make poor life decisions. Um, and God, do they.
1: They are. It, it's there. Every. The great part about the show is that everyone's an idiot. Yeah. Everyone's. A, it's not like there are some idiots. Everyone is an idiot. They're wonderful, simple people.
0: They are. I appreciate that all of the people who fell through the sinkhole were the 15 to 20 earnest people in Los Angeles. Yeah. Like, just the most earnest. um, Not the word I don't want is gullible, necessarily, but... uh, But, like,
1: I hear what you
0: mean. Yeah. Like,
1: these people, every one of these people will believe a
0: lie. They're deeply... There is no incredulity amongst them. Except for for Judah. Except for Judah, who is... Curly-haired guy is always incredulous, but about the wrong things.
1: Yeah, he is, in his way, the most realistic character in the show. For yes. being the the biggest kind of gag character in the show.
0: Yeah, who apparently, as we find out, has had like a hoard of wine. Who knew that the I- man the man secretly had a wine stash.
1: And like, there's there's a wedding in one of these two episodes. So like, and everyone suddenly found formal attire. Is it yeah. all from the
0: costume truck? It's all from the wardrobe truck. That Everyone's fits been everyone
1: wearing... perfectly.
0: Yeah, and, and fortunately, it's all closed from 2022 and not 2020, as we can tell by the fact that every girl is wearing a midi length like slip dress. <laughs> yeah. So either this was a wardrobe truck for a period piece from 1993. Or it's a wardrobe truck that happened. They're like, well, we're anticipating the trends of 2022. So midi dresses and boots for all. Yeah, yeah, that
1: euphoria truck really helped it came through. be beyond point for the wedding.
0: I, I was so excited that we were, I thought we were going to get, and silly me, um, I was really looking forward to just seeing like how, what small talk is made between the extras from the, you know, the, the modern era. And yeah. then the tribe that they are having a, you know, a party with, because I was like, I just want to know how those dudes hit on is like, not that I want them hitting on Izzy because she's 16 and yeah. Eve, quite frankly, I don't know why you're encouraging it. Your daughter is yeah. 16 and there's no birth control in this era. <laughs> Keep these men oh, like, I don't know how you look at Josh and Riley and go, yeah, I also want my daughter entangled with anybody at this point, but. I did I did want to see what kind of game. I wanted to see that girl who was following Scott around the camp. I wanted to know, like, what's her move? What's going I, on in like, her life?
1: In the past two in these past two episodes, Scott kills a man. Like, Scott yeah. kills a guy. Scott. He's got a blood dude. on his hands. He's not coping well uh the gavin and his dad have like reconciled yes uh because gavin just suddenly believes everything james says when the what is it i think it's 11 when episode 11 opens we're on carolyn and silas we're on gavin's mom and grandpa and it it is so abrupt i was like wait am i in the wrong episode because we're with carolyn and silas together and I don't remember them reuniting and now we're just back in them. Like they've been on a side quest together. Mm-hmm. And so I started playing the episode before and I was like, nope, that's the correct episode. And this just throws us into Silas and Carolyn and that, and like, and Silas uh, getting shot. Like uh, so much happens almost in non sequitur fashion in these two episodes.
0: It happens. It all happens so fast. There's so much happening. Yes. Silas. I was so excited to see Silas again at the top of episode 11 because obviously, like, give me Silas any day of the week. Yeah, um, and then immediately, like, my notes are literally just yes, Silas. No, Silas. Because no, you get shot. Silas. Yeah, um, and you can't bring Silas back and give me that, and then like almost take him away. Um, but this whole like this, you I, you can feel them writing toward the end because of how just chaotic That's what everything it, is getting.
1: This this episode eleven felt for the first time like this, like everything moves at the speed of La Brea. Now I feel like we are rushing. Yeah. It feels like with the beginning of back half of season two, they like got the word Yeah, that they will get a few episodes to close it up for three and that will be it because fucking Carolyn just dies. Yeah. Like Carolyn is off the board.
0: And she dies episode screen. 11. Like, we don't, we don't, for a character who we're introduced to, who are supposed to, like, have any sort of feelings about either way, she dies off screen. And, like, it's, and then we just see her body, and it's very upsetting. Like, yeah, I was like,
1: that was, that was one of the few times in the show where I've watched it and been like, no. Yeah. No, come on, guys. Like, you don't get to do that. That, like, her character just legitimately felt like she had a lot more to do. Yeah, like I, I, it, it was the way she has been sewn in was like no, her arc's not finished, her work isn't finished, like, and we're rushing in, we're rushing in the Kira storyline so fast. Yeah, it feels like we had to kill Caroline to fit in Kira, and all of a sudden, like Kira's, I guess, a big bad, and yeah. James is a useful idiot, and. I love that Izzy and Josh continue to just fight. I I fight with him, keep fighting with him. Izzy, your brother yeah. sucks.
0: Um You've it, never you'll it, never go broke being on the opposite side of an argument with Josh because she's no. great right at every when Josh is, it's like look, I feel like we're at a point with James where James is in an Austin Butler situation where He's no longer evil, but he has spoken in an evil cadence for so long that he no longer can stop. And this is just what his voice sounds like now. Sure. Yeah. Like James could order a coffee at a Starbucks and make it sound like he's ordering a murder. Yeah. Menacing. Yeah. So there's a part of me that's like, maybe James isn't evil anymore. And he just can't stop doing his evil Elvis voice. But the man delivers every line of dialogue in the most sinister manner possible. Yeah. I wouldn't trust the guy. I wouldn't trust the guy if he walked up to me and told me my name was Amanda. (laughs) There is nothing. What do you know? Yeah, I'd just be like, oh, God, you know, like, was I secretly like a baby swap situation? Like, what is happening? Yeah, you're like, have
1: I ever been Amanda?
0: Yeah, I I would probably just immediately be like, that's not my name and go change it because the man is not trustworthy. And so, and I think like one of the things, I don't know if this is for you too, Jordan, but for me, the least interesting part of this is the... Human, corporate, science, espionage, scandal. Oh, like
1: totally, yeah. So
0: uninterested. I don't care. I don't give a shit about Kira. We've also, keep in mind, like, in the first half of the season, we've now lost the doctor lady scientist who knew the secret way into the, yeah. um, remember, she died in the yeah. first half of the season. So we're just plowing through these characters who, to get Yeah, to, like, at this
1: point, that's what it feels like.
0: Yeah, it feels a little like they keeping, like, you think that's the big bad? Reveal, there's another. Like, we're in a, a Russian nesting doll of big bads to try and keep us, I guess, on our toes. And it's just, like, I want to see the field with the mammoths. I'm not here to find out if Kira is the one who's secretly controlling the tower for nefarious purposes. I want to know about the Spanish gold.
1: Like, Yeah, there is, there's, it's happened that... Um... It turned like the sinkholes were not stopped because Gavin bailed on the plan. <clears throat> Levi is back. He came from 19 I think 98 or 1995, one of the two, where he has joined the Department of Defense and like on a task force that is dealing with these sinkholes and the sinkholes have continued to occur over the 10 years in Levi time that he has been trying to solve these issues. He married a woman who was involved in this project as well. She died. It was James's fault kind of thing. So he has a vendetta against James. He has come down to 10,000 BC. He initially is like,
0: he fully terminators, I'm here to save you all. Yeah, he Terminator's in, first of all. Can we just call out? Yeah. Hot-ass yeah. Levi, who's now a Silver Fox. Really hot. Fully does, like, slices a space vagina into the like a time portal and then just does the the first time we've seen a portal that is walkable and then yeah does the land on the knee like all of it
1: yeah it's really it's a complete tonal shift from everything we've seen to this point um he arrives he is going to he's there to kill james but he like i love that immediately like okay a real, because I'm I'm really team Gavin. I, yeah. I just like how, how they have him handling things. He, like, sees Levi. He's initially, like, kind of suspicious. Like, he's like, oh, well, he's happy to see him, but he's also like, are you back for Eve? And then he's like, listen, I had a wife up there. Like, it's been 10 years for me. That was a really long time ago. And even if that's not true, like, Gavin goes to Eve and is immediately like, there's someone here to see you. And, like, tells her Levi is there. It's like, hey. You're like, your friend is outside and he wants to see you, which I think is a cool thing of him to do. And then so Eve goes to Levi and immediately after he's like, I'm here to take everyone home. Levi looks at Eve and he's like, I lied to Gavin. I'm here to kill James. So as soon as he arrives in La Brea, 10,000 B.C., he is like, I'm here to kill James and I need you to lie to Gavin for me. Uh, that's the stakes. And it's like, of course, that, of course, that's what we're jumping into this with.
0: Yeah, of course. Like I love that Levi immediately shows up and is like, So here's how I'm gonna make it messy as hell down here. Like Levi shows yeah. up with zero chill. Um and immediately and I'm sorry, as much as he keeps talking about his wife, like, okay, his wife who lives in Canada, you don't know her, she goes to another school. Like yeah, I Yeah,
1: I, I I I don't I don't fully believe he had a wife, but okay.
0: Yeah, like I know they keep wanting to tell me that he has a wife and they want me to believe it. I don't care. I yeah. don't believe it because It just Levi shows up and immediately causes problems that are going to like that could potentially divide that marriage. And if I were going to call it like show up back in the past to try and win back my like beloved best friend's wife. Yeah, that's how I would go causing drama. And it is
1: very like and he is like it's been 10 years, which is true. And it is funny that it has been 10 years for him. Yeah. And it has been 48 hours for Eve. It has been, like, three days since Eve has seen Levi since they, like, emotionally parted at the rim of a sinkhole in the 1980s. I know. And and so none of her feelings have resolved. No,
0: no, no. And Levi's just come back hotter. Like, I can't express enough how, like, ridiculously attractive... Silver Fox Levi is.
1: Yeah, he's he's
0: gorgeous. He's so handsome. And now he's even more intense and gritty. And it's just like, there's no world in which it's, Eve's like, oh, okay, well, I did rededicate myself to Gavin, so it's all fine yeah. now. Yeah, Gavin says it's like, or Levi says it's been a week for you, it's been 10 years for me. So we've got like a nice little time marker of it's been about a week, which, sure. Um, yeah, okay. Okay. I mean, Eve's up on her feet after having a boulder land on her leg. So I have to assume with the healing rates of La Brea a week sounds about right.
1: Oh, yeah, because she like she's laid up because they're the exiles invade the camp because they need a book of like equations. Aaron. the kid, Yeah, they
0: need the the secret the secret like journal about how to actually make time travel work.
1: Yeah, about how to make it work in like an actual consistent probably con- probably ultimately controllable fashion instead of something so kind of random. And um the, but like, it is now in question. James is like, I had nothing to do with the exiles. And it's like, Kira's the exile queen. And like, James is honestly probably telling the truth because shifting completely from one bad guy to another is totally La Brea's style. So yeah, that makes me believe James more than anything else about James is just that the, the way Labrea moves I mean Kira is absolutely The bad guy. yeah, And it's like, all right, move your attention from this thing you thought was important. Move it over here entirely. So, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And so, and also, which means that he really did just bring in the therapist for tie for therapy. Like, he really did. Like, the exchange was really just like, I will give you cancer life-saving treatment for talk therapy. Yeah. Which seemed like a scheme seems like it was apparently a hundred percent earnest he just wanted someone to talk to. I love that Ty is like, well, it looks like my cancer treatment's moving in the right direction. He has had one treatment. It was yesterday. yeah, and they're like, well, looks like I'm gonna be clean Bella health before too long. So it crazy. these crazy cancer meds that they've got uh, sent from the future back to the past. Uh, they it's one chemo treatment, and you are on your way. He you
0: took and me out five pills and was lying in the med bay. That was it that was it like
1: they've eradicated like i think what what we gathered in, in earlier they've eradicated cancer yeah in the future that james and them come from like like they actually solved it and so like they're fully gonna knock this cancer out of tie and oh and also uh and what are what are we at like maybe two weeks in if we give that week a buffer time for veronica and lucas they're they're moving in together. They've moved in together into Lucas's, into Lucas's car.
0: car. Yes,
1: never Speed. has never has a couple had less vibes.
0: Oh my god, it's they're really like. I just keep every time that we have anything with them, I'm just like, wow, you guys really misread. Yeah, really misread what we're looking for tonally from Veronica going forward, because.
1: Cause like I'm even like like Lucas as a nice guy is like Lucas is a sweetie. I, yeah. I'm enjoying nice Lucas. Um, him and Veronica make no sense. No. And I think it is also tripping me up that I don't know how, how old the actress is that plays Veronica. She does look seventeen. Yeah. Uh. And and Lucas looks like a looks like a guy in his mid to late thirties. Like he maybe he's younger than that, but he kind of looks like he's just he's a he's a good looking guy who looks like. You know, he's had some time behind him. It, it's a weird age difference look to me yeah. that uh, prevents me even further from being able to access them as a couple. It just feels like, hey, man, she got out of one relation. She got out of one poisonous situation with an older man who kidnapped her. And so this like older guy, younger girl thing is really a power imbalance. that's making me uncomfortable here.
0: Yeah, I didn't ever read them as being like two different. I have always felt like Veronica read as like early 20s. She might be TV teens, but in my head, I'm just like, she seems older. Oh, I'm sure
1: she's early 20s. Yeah. yeah,
0: she she reads as older than Izzy and Josh to me. So I'm like, that that aspect doesn't get me, but it's the the playfulness with which the two of them are approaching things. So I'm like, okay, but you guys... Okay, so in during the, again, the wedding episode, um, his solution, she's trying to figure out in Aaron her captor's journal, which is, of yeah. course... Like, first of all, she has to dig up the body of Aaron, her captor in the prior episode to get the book that she buried him with that he's always kept on him. And it turns out yeah. the book is the magic book that has all the secrets of time travel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, it
1: sounds like it's not in his right. Like, she says, like, Aaron added notes into this. Yeah. So the the equations and stuff don't sound like they came from Aaron. But Aaron had this book of secrets yes. that he, like, added Bible verses and shit to. So, like, he isn't the one, it sounds like, who he wasn't the science guy. But he was a true believer of some sort in whatever this set of problems will solve.
0: Yes. And so she's trying to figure out what the Bible verses have to do with anything. And he's, dude's like, I know how we'll fix this. I know what'll help. And he what he decides is going to help her get through her trauma and figure out the Bible verses and work out all of her issues involving the fact that she was kidnapped and taken from her entire life. Yeah. A hot tub. A hot tub's going to fix it.
1: And we're going to leave the wedding. They're going to leave leave the the wedding. wedding, And then he's going to have, we're going
0: to go to the hot tub. Do we have bathing suits? No, of course we don't have bathing suits. We got underwear and we're going to do this and it's going to be totally fine and chill. And this is going to be helpful and romantic and it'll help you crack the code that was written by the man who captured you. And yeah, I just Yeah, and
1: I I don't I don't know how long she was with him. It sounds like she was with Aaron for a while. Yeah. I they've they have thankfully never explicitly outlined the nature of what happened with Aaron and Veronica. At at the at the worst she was a a a sex slave, like she was That's uh, what I, was, yeah. At at best she was fucking kidnapped by a religious fanatic yeah. and kept as like a non-sexual but like still like concubine prisoner like servant kind of thing and so now probably possibly like if veronica's early 20s let's say she was taken when she was teens maybe Aaron is like the only man who's ever been like significant to her in like a really complicated confusing intimate way yeah in her like kind of adult life and this is like now lucas is like the only guy since Aaron to have an intimate connection with her in whatever way that means with Aaron so this is like a fucking intense situation actually
0: yeah and they keep playing it like as this as if this is gonna be something light and like light and romantic and like how charming is this moment how sweet is Lucas I'm like no none of this seems fun or light or frothy or romantic this is no no Mostly just, one, bumming me out, and two, making me very uncomfortable, which has been the consistent thing with this plot, you know, the whole time, and, like, why isn't this a conversation she's having with Lily? Where was Lily in episode, in the murder episode, where, like, the two of the major plots are Ty, the guy that she is, like, you know, duckling bonded to, and then (laughs) Veronica trying to decode their captor's hidden messages. It's just... It's just weird and it's not, you know, they said, before, there was that, there was that little press blurb that was like, we needed an intimacy coordinator this season. And I'm like, no one wanted, no one was like, the problem with La Brea is it's not sexy enough. No. The problem I, with La Brea is not enough people touch boobs. Like that was never a complaint I had.
1: You, you mentioned Izzy earlier and I did, like, I was grateful actively watching these two episodes being like, I am so glad they have not contrived a love interest for Izzy. Thrilled. I am so glad Zira Gorecki has not had to deal with a bullshit plotline like that because I just, I don't, I don't want to know. I don't want to see it. Yeah. I, I, I can't stand Josh and uh, that he is with Dr. Soldier's daughter. Uh, I is so annoying. Like, you, it's, girl, it's only convenience. It's yeah. only because there is not another boy your age in 10,000 BC. Please understand that. Please know that. And there are, and- there are
0: other boys. She should just. There's like a whole tribe there's a whole tribe. of there boys. there's, there's Riley, the indigenous folks. Go meet one of, of Para's tribesmen, please. Yeah. I'm begging. Yes.
1: Ya. Somebody who just knows their fucking way around this world. Yeah. And who has their head on their shoulders, not Jackass Josh over here. Yeah. And the and the Lucas Veronica thing, like, it's so I don't want them to get more explicit about what happened, Veronica, because again, I just don't want that introduced in the show. But her her revulsion her refusal to process it yeah implies the worst case scenario yeah. that we have discussed here and and unless like unless they're going to dismiss that outright it is the most logical because like yes it would have been it, traumatic no matter what would have happened to her but the insistence of like i don't talk about that i just want to move on with that i'm moving forward that's not a part of my life now is like something significantly horrible enough things happened to her. Yeah. The idea of even accessing them with the one other person who could relate to her in that experience. She won't even do. Yeah. She won't even talk to Lily, the other girl who was there about what happened. And like Josh, you know, I, or Lucas says at one point, he was like, I hate that you even have to still think, which I was glad there was a record. I liked that he recognized that. That was a good job. That was a good Lucas move. Yeah. But like, you can't, put these like cutie moments around in something you're going to keep implying yes' yeah. so heinous she has to like completely block it out to function
0: right and then that's the thing is that like the they of the many mysteries on the show of the many things that they want to leave as unanswered
1: yeah
0: answer this one no one you can tell us what happened to Veronica that like He always just, like, he kidnapped us and he just always talked. He kept us in our rooms because he said that we served a higher purpose that would come. All you have to do is just make it sound like the guy did nothing weirdly sexual. Yeah. But had some ulterior motive. Yeah, and maybe even like, like
1: we stayed chained to our beds unless, like, unless we were directly supervised by him. Like we would never, we can never be alone. And, and, like, free to roam. Like, it, you know, we never would have left. We were so scared of him. Like, yeah. he had us so, he had us so twisted. Like, we totally believed him. We wouldn't have even ran at that point. We couldn't. We were paralyzed. Like, but, like, you can, you can say terrible things happened. Yes. Like, we had to wash his feet nightly. Like, we had to cook for him. We had to say prayers to him. Like, again, there are a lot of things you can do to create a terrible, terrible situation for Veronica. Yeah. But this, like, we're not going to say it. So we're just going to really plant the seed that she was like systematically sexually abused in addition to held captive for all of these years It's like, guys, if that's not true, you gotta say it. And yeah. if it's true, you gotta stop doing all the other stuff you're doing.
0: Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's a hundred percent where I'm at with this. it's just the, the coyness around it is, yeah. is just not working. It's never worked. Like that's it's always never been. worked, but I thought, like, you and I both thought that when we opened season two, when Veronica was like, Aaron's dead, I'm free, everything's better now, we thought, okay, great, we're moving past it. It's never yeah, going to get brought up again. Yeah, total
1: move for that to yeah. have been true.
0: I thought that the whole Aaron thing was going to go to Ione Sky Island, and instead- Yeah. Instead, it's now become one of the central plots and of this back half, and no one was asking for that. No one no. was clamoring for Aaron, like- Granted, you and
1: and I and I I wasn't clamoring for more Veronica. No, I wasn't.
0: No, no. So, I mean, you and I did call early on that we both thought that Aaron had was choosing to be in that location because he wanted to end up in the sinkhole like that. It was all planned. You and I did call that. I am very proud of us for that.
1: Yeah, like in a total God way, like yeah. he, like some sort of like Seventh Day Adventist dooms Christ doomsday cult thing. Yeah, that had we but thought, like yeah. apparently he knew about he knew about like La, La Brea ten thousand BC situation.
0: Yeah, because apparently he used to work in the tower because he's a future man who went through a portal and then, like I don't know I don't I don't know I don't care. Apparently, all that matters is that Aaron was not just of he had not just been in that timeline, but then he yeah. wanted to go back into that timeline. Yeah. And it's yeah, it's just of the of the many things that we have lost on the wayside plot wise.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Even the hand motif, which was yeah. so present in the first season, all of those give me those instead of anything else involving Veronica's trauma over Aaron. Just yep. because this is the show is not equipped to handle it. It's not. Yeah. this is not. This is a ridiculous show. It's not that it's show. not a
1: worthy plot line. This is not the show for no. it. No, and the show knows it.
0: Yeah, the show's just not capable of doing it because if the show were capable of doing it, the show would not have Veronica in a goddamn natural hot tub. The show would have Veronica working through her trauma or that we would- Taking her mind off things. Yeah, that that'll help her figure things out to take her mind off of stuff. Even like Lucas saying the thing about, you know, I hate that you have to think of this guy still. It's like, what a- It's just such a complete misunderstanding and frustration, like frustrating approach to the character like she does have to keep thinking about it she's gonna have to keep <laughs> thinking about it because the nature of trauma and the fact that the show seems to think that's a reasonable position for Aaron for what's his name for Lucas to be like I hate they have to keep thinking about that. that's a reasonable or compassionate position <laughs> is how we know that the show is not equipped for this this show is equipped to have three generations of Harris men who the only thing that they look similar on is their magnificent hair
1: Yeah, and it real that was that was very convenient the hair.
0: I mean, I seeing when Gavin and James turn together and walk away, and they have the same back hairline. I was wildly amused by that.
1: When yeah, and the James James and Josh bonding at the wedding when Mm -hmm. Gavin walks up and Josh is like, he was actually just giving me relationship advice. It's like no, he wasn't. No, See, there was. He just said like women. Am I right? Like that's not relationship advice
0: to Josh. It, but is. it is to Josh. It is to Josh because Josh has two rocks in his head that bang around.
1: I love the character reveal moment that we get of Scott in this ep- in the wedding episode mm-hmm. where he's like he's extremely uncomfortable with the fact that like the village is like bestowing gifts upon him because he killed Tommet. Yeah. He like killed the oppressor. He, he killed this terrible man who wants to who wanted to like terrorize them. And so they are giving him gifts. And he's like, I don't like that I've killed someone. I wish I wasn't getting presents for it. <laughs> but then he gets hammered. And he's like, time to, can we play my favorite game, Josh? It's called No Filter. And Josh is like, what's that? He's like, we just look at people and we say the truth about them. No filter. It's like, oh, so you're a total asshole, Scott. Yeah. Like this whole, like, I want to be a hero. I want to protect people. I want to be a better man. It's like, no, inside, you are just wanting to drag people constantly, you petty bitch. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, nothing has made more sense than finding out that deep down Scott is just an angry, bitter, like, loser.
1: Yeah, that he's just, like, kind of an incel, yeah. I guess.
0: Yeah, that that really worked for me as um, a character trait about Scott. Because, yeah, it, like, I thought initially that he was talking about, like, we go up to people and we say the truth. But then I realized that, that was just way too aggressive for Scott to do. Like,
1: Yeah, Scott's, Scott's a little coward.
0: Yeah, Scott's never going to tell people the truth about them to their face. Um, and... Yeah, Scott's entire, you know, Scott's entire plot. So in the episode prior, in because epi- we're talking a lot about the wedding, mostly because ultimately, to a large degree, the wedding episode is the more interesting episode. Yeah. Um, it just is, like, even though less happens in it, in the episode prior, Tom had, So So when we last had left everyone, um, that new guy, guy who gets one line got murdered, and then... Uh, the chef was accused of it. And Lucas was sure it was him, but then they were like, no, it wasn't him. And it turns out in this episode that, yes, it was, in fact, the chef. The chef who had been held captive by the, uh, by the exiles. He, yeah, he had
1: been held the exile mines.
0: Yeah, and so it turns out that, yes, he was the inside man. And we learn that almost immediately <clears throat> because Scott is in charge of keeping watch. And Terrible idea. Awful plan. Never let Scott keep watch. No. Like, who... So and then Virgil comes up and Virgil immediately is like, you should let me keep watch. And Scott's like, I got a few more minutes on shift. And then Virgil proceeds to try and convince him that he should absolutely. And I got like, guys, just life lesson. If anybody comes up to you and you're doing an important task (laughs) for the safety of the community. And one person just is really insistent that he wants to do you a huge favor and not you don't and relieve you of said safety task. In general, if anyone's that persistent about wanting to be helpful, don't trust them. No, (laughs) no one is ever going to want to be so helpful. Like, and this applies to everything. This includes someone who like, hey, I want to send you a check and then you'll just send me back half of the money and you get to keep the rest as a finder's fee. Right. No one wants to be that helpful. Yeah. Don't trust them. And so likewise, fucking Scott, because he's an idiot. Uh, Virgil convinces him to go get some breakfast and so, and, and because Virgil's now up on, the, up on the walk, he lets Tomet know that clearing yeah, the clearing is safe. he hangs
1: for- a red flag that's like, hey, exiles, come invade the fucking place because the exiles, turns out, are holding his wife hostage. So yeah. he has to do what they say because she's gonna die otherwise. So they come and raid the camp because they're looking for the book and only Virgil knows that they're looking for this book because he was supposed to find it on his own, but he couldn't find it so now the exiles are gonna come take it themselves. And so Josh is like, fuck, why did you do this? I thought you were a murderer, and you are. And because he murdered the guy, because the guy found out that Virgil was in cahoots with the bad people, et cetera, et cetera. So instead, they have to find the book that Aaron had that is now in the camp that belonged, that they think is there. Veronica's like, uh, twist. I actually know what that book is, and I buried him with it.
0: Yeah. And it's funny that, like, they had to stage this whole elaborate thing. And at that point, are
1: like, who sent them to get the book? Is it James? Is it Kara?
0: It's funny that like there's this whole elaborate we have to you know plot with Virgil to op- to take over and show when the camp is the camp's always unguarded. These yeah. idiots,
1: they could just show up at any time and come raid for that fucking journal. They
0: still are living in cars. They've made no shelter.
1: They've made no shelter. They have made no progress. They
0: the there they have they have sent out Doctor Dad who has brought along his daughter Riley. Yeah. <laughs> To go searching for Tomet with giant sticks. Yeah. That's it. Their, their strike team that's left the village is Dr. Dad, Riley, four extras, and sticks. So yeah. I'm pretty sure Tomat could take that village with his zappy stick. Remember? Because they have those like magic zappy sticks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tomat could take that village very easily.
1: Tommy could take that village single fucking handed. Yes. He doesn't need the other exiles. He could kill everyone there. With no help. Yeah. The best part of the raid is that it gives us Izzy on top of the Peterson Auto Museum sending rearview mirror SOSs to her dad in the distance. She's like, if I point this in the direction of where he is, he will see it and he will know. And she's like, I learned... I learned Morse code for my dad taught it to me for my badge and Girl Scouts. Mm -hmm. And Josh's only likable moment is when he begins by admonishing Izzy in this scenario. And then she's like, wait, we have to do this and tell them that the exiles are over here so they can send a strike team, et cetera, et cetera. And Josh just go just very with genuine surprise goes Girl Scouts are badass. Yeah. It's like, this is funny. This is a funny sibling moment. And the only time I've liked Josh. Yeah.
0: Was Josh realize Because I, I love that Josh is immediately going to spring into action with whatever terrible plan Josh has. Yes. Be, and Izzy immediately is like, no, we can't do that. No. Because Izzy's a fucking tactician. And, Izzy,
1: Izzy knows. Yeah, She's like it's basic tactics.
0: I love, I don't, I love that Izzy. So, and the fact, like, the reason that she changes the message is because she immediately is like, we have to let the, the only way that Dad will be able to take the whole village is if he gets the smaller team first. I'm like, fuck yeah, Izzy.
1: Yeah, Izzy's great.
0: Like, love it. Love that. As soon as we got that Izzy moment, I was like, this is what we deserve. And honestly, she should probably just push Josh off of the Peterson and save us all a lot of trouble. And but, I think it's
1: it's it's Josh she goes taken off running with when the exiles get to the village because they're gonna she's gonna get to the top of the Peterson to like mm-hmm. send out the SOS and like when she grabs Josh and they go running I like I it was like listen in a foot race I bet Zira Kareki and her running blade could kick Josh's ass oh for <laughs> like, sure he can't keep pace with
0: her yeah no way he can't keep pace with her mentally or physically let's be real no, no. not at all no it's just I I just I loved I did really enjoy everything about that plot line, purely for the fact that we just got so much Izzy supremacy in it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't gotten her writing a megafauna, but I have gotten her taking taking, taking charge in moments like that. Yeah,
0: and then she's the one who, in the subsequent episode, sees Uncle Levi being extremely suspicious, because no one in the show can do anything without skulking around. Like, yeah. Levi, I, I, when after the, once, once, Izzy tells her mom that she saw Uncle Levi going for the poisonous flowers. And then Eve immediately starts marching directly toward the dance floor with a concerned look on her face. (laughs) Make sure she makes eye contact with newly married Ty so that he can ask if everything's all right and she can go, it will be, and then go fleeing off. I was just like, can you imagine being friends with the Harrises in normal life, how exhausting that has to be? (laughs) Like, these are, there's... Like they're they're the worst kind of dramatic because of the fact that they don't think that they're dramatic. They don't. Reali- yeah, they, like, don't. they don't. They think don't. think that they're dramatic. But everything and they they're, like they're,
1: it's the am am I the drama? Is it me? Yeah. Like they they never realize. They
0: never realize, and they always think that they've got it handled, and that they're like keeping it like they think that they're keeping it quiet, and they're very clearly never keeping it quiet. Like no, Eve, <laughs> no. you have less than zero poker face, Gavin has no ability to be cool. None of them do. So the fact that then Levi is off marching around and Izzy sees it and is like, he's up to something weird. Like, again, Izzy, fucking hero, would have loved to have gotten a whole sequence of Izzy shadowing and stalking Levi up into the hills to see him taking down the, uh, like, I would have preferred that over the entire Scott subplot.
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely. And Scott, like, Scott, you know, using himself as a human shield so Josh and Izzy can go get to higher ground is also like, and then he ends up captured of yeah. course, and he gets beaten up and then like, when he takes off on that cause like, then when our when our, when our our hero team finally returns to the village and, and somehow bests all of the exiles, Tomet takes off running like a bitch yes. and Scott, with like pure rage in his heart takes off running after him, it's like you wanted to kill that man, Scott. Yeah. Like, you're acting now like you're aggrieved that you've taken a life. I think you might be a sociopath, Scott. I I think you actually are bloodthirsty. And I think, actually, you are maybe a secret, like, murderer. Yeah, Scott took off that term with weaponry. Yeah.
0: No, the man's a sociopath.
1: Yeah, like, Scott, Scott, probably the creepiest guy in the entire camp, ultimately.
0: Oh, for sure. (laughs) No question. Scott's a creep. Like, that's just... Because, again... Scott
1: seems like the kind of person who would put something in a girl's drink.
0: Yeah. No, Scott's... Like... Scott's extreme... Like, life... I I could see Scott not wanting to go back to... Not wanting to go back to the modern era with a... By engaging in a rant about how much better his life is here versus being back in the modern era with all those stuck-up bitches.
1: Yeah, I completely can see that. Mm-hmm. Like, it just makes
0: so much sense. It really does. Yeah, it's, I mean, Scott's been in a in a world of inconsistent characters. Scott has been both deeply inconsistent with what he says, <laughs> but extremely consistent with what he does. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Yeah. It's, that is true. And, and at every turn, it's just like, is Scott doing something weird and sketchy and not being subtle about it? Yep, that's happening. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Every time. Yeah, I, and it's funny because it's not like, it's not like with Tomet, he kills Tomet in a particularly horrifying or violent manner. He just kind of, Comet succumbs to the same kind of stab wound that the doctor lady scientist succumbed to. We're just like, really, that didn't seem to hit any vital organs, but he's dead now. Um, Whereas Silas gets fully shot in the chest at point-blank range. Yeah. Yeah. And and walks across the the landscape and somehow still survives. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Like, when he... I thought he was dead until we found Carolyn. Yeah. And then I was like, I don't think they would kill Silas and Carolyn in the same episode. But then when I, like... When we he, when he find Carolyn's body with James in the village, I was like, she can't be dead. Yeah. No. Come on now. That. No.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's I I didn't. I thought maybe Silas was dead. I really had written. I was shocked to see him be rediscovered purely because of the fact that since it, I, I had just kind of been like, well, we're wiping the table again.
1: Yeah, because he's gone. Yeah. And I thought, like, and I thought Carolyn been so would gone. find him. Yeah. And, like, Carolyn would find his body, and that's how we would know, and then Carolyn would continue to serve the purpose that they have established for her in the show, Yeah, and yet nothing.
0: Yeah, and that we would get, like, I thought, I figured that if James is not evil anymore, then we were ultimately going to get a happy Harris family reunion.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: yeah, where ultimately we get to see, like, how happy he is with his dad, and his mom is reunited, and get, like... Basically the adopted child fantasy of my entire oh. I get my whole family back. So I and I like Yeah, I'm it just It seems
1: like it seems like do we think Kira's
0: motivation
1: is is Kira's motivation kill the scientists or is it kill the Harris bloodline?
0: Ooh, interesting.
1: Because obviously like Silas and Carolyn our science people, like they know what's going on. Like they people who have known what's going on the whole time. Like, yeah. They're on the inside track of the of the of the sinkhole situation. Yeah. But like and then James is trying to kill James uh, Gav uh, um who is he? Levi's trying to kill James. It kind of seems like why would Kira need Gavin? And like the the what Kira seems to be Behind is there was this project she wanted Ty to try and get to milk James for information for it called Blue Moon. Yes. And in a sentimental moment, James is showing Ty old drawings that his son did. And after he sees the words Blue Moon, he then sees a drawing of a moon that is blue, and he connects the concepts. He's like, it's Blue Moon. It's like, no, it's a child drawing the moon with the colors available to them in crayon form, but okay.
0: But, but like, also, blue- like, this is La Brea, so yes, the most literal option is the correct 100%. option. Like, that's a... I didn't even question for a second why he would make that assumption because oh, in no, the world of La Brea, yeah, of course it's no, gonna be. totally. Yeah, James has. No, that's on
1: point. Yeah. And uh, but what um, Blue Moon apparently, I think it began as an initiative by James. He was so distraught over losing his family, his son, that he wanted to basically go back in time and wipe out everything. Before, like, up to the point where his son would have left. Like, he wants to keep his kid with him. Yeah. He wants to have grown up with him. And that would have meant no Josh, no Izzy. Like, Eve, totally separate timeline in her con- con- present day. Like, they don't get together because Josh, because, sorry, Gavin, doesn't go to... doesn't go to our contemporary world. And so, but then James, like, it's really, we're really meant to believe, I think, that James is like, but now that I've met you and I've met my grandchildren, like, I realize that they're, what I have in front of me right now is the most important thing. And I was wrong to, to create Blue Moon. But now it seems like Kira, who was initially like, James is dangerous. You can't believe anything she says. It seems like Kira is the one who wants Blue Moon for her own Objectives, and she needs. She's the one who wants the journal to complete the Blue Moon project. So it seems like Kira has a mind to like go back and be like erasing significant parts of time.
0: Yeah, I, I am. I don't know what Kira. I mean, I think Kira needs Gavin because we know Gavin's the biometric. The only other person's right, hand. We do need
1: the biometric. Yes,
0: yeah, he's the only other person whose hand oh my dumbass! that's what the hand motif is it's the with fucking the handprint? handprint
1: oh i don't care i know what?
0: but like i don't care but like that's what the handprint is the handprint is the biometric signal that's why it's on that's what the link is, that, is.
1: like because I, because i guess that would connect with silas yeah and this, I, I don't, don't know, know what the them?
0: like i don't i don't think that this is something they i think this is something they wrote backward into where they came up with a handprint motif first and then later were like, it's gonna be the handprint as the biometric signal.
1: Sure. Because
0: like, I don't think, and I would assume that a handprint is not the best method with which to use a biometric signal, uh, given that, I don't know, everything else we have in most technology is like eye-based or fingerprint-based. Yeah, or it does yeah. seem
1: to be eye and face-based. Like we
0: used, a, we used a hand scanner to get into my dorm in college in 2003. Whoa. It was gross. Yeah, it was weird like NYU, may I don't know how it worked but like we all of our hands were scanned and then we would have to insert our hand into the little scanner in order to get admission into our dorms. Wow. Yeah, just for I don't know it was I think just my dorm um, huh. yeah, it was weird and it was also I was the whole time I was like this is disgusting we're all gonna get sick <laughs> we're all gonna get norovirus. Why are you making because it was the biggest dorm so I was like why are we making 300 students who are all disgusting humans stick their hands into five machines they have to like put your hand up against and push it down on this is 2003 so obviously we didn't understand germ theory at the time but um <laughs> like, i
1: mean i i feel like the door handles were putting you at the same amount of risk right
0: uh i think so but like most of the doors were like push and things like, that. like it wasn't okay. you know yeah, it, it, Dorianals are great, but this was like, you have to put your hand, your full fucking palm directly down <laughs> onto a scanner. And I was just like, this is just, and these things never get clean. Like, this is disgusting.
1: Oh, yeah, that's never getting clean. No, no way,
0: no. Anyway, so that's beside it. the point of this whole story is to say that I feel like the handprint is maybe not the best method of biometric scanning, but that must be why Kira needs Gavin.
1: Yeah, that makes, yeah, because it, I mean, it was able to, through his, through his hand scan, he was able to, like almost shut down. Yeah, because we the learned the entire system. Because
0: James had made it authorized that only he or Gavin could act well, yeah, with like, their and hand. Yeah, probably
1: like probably maybe like an Izzy or a Josh, like like genetic No,
0: dissenters. he said that it was just the two of them. Oh, okay. Yeah, he like specifically scanned baby Ga- baby Gavin's hand in to give this child <laughs> access. And like when Kira learned that Gavin had access, that was like I remember that episode happening, yeah, and I she that was
1: real shock for her.
0: Yeah, she was very upset, and I think very personally offended and hurt by it. Um, and so yeah, so she, Kira, I just I can't get amped about her as a big bad.
1: No, I don't care. Like, she's not a final... She just got here five seconds ago. Yeah. I don't give a shit about her. And,
0: like, yeah, she's got cool, glowy eyes that they keep doing, like, some sort of weird effect with. But did you notice that? That her eyes seem, like, not just... There's certain moments where her eyes aren't just blue, but they're, like, ultra blue in a way that feels very edited. And I'm just, like, I don't... I can't even unpack why they would... Go through the effort of making her eyes that blip
1: Hell, I hope she's a cyborg. That yeah, would, that would is the outcome that would make me happiest about Kira. That I, hope she's I would a love cyborg that. or a full-on android.
0: Yeah, that would make way more sense than anything else that's happening right now with her. It's just yeah, Kira. I just can't get I can't get invested or give a shit about Kira. No. And yeah. I, no. No. I I also find it really fascinating that the more that we learn about this sinkhole, like about this project, the more it just seems like man. This one dude and his family have caused a lot of problems for everybody else in the universe. It
1: really feels like it's just a personal project. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't feel like it is attached to anything bigger. We've not been like informed how this connects to like some government or ultra mega private enterprise plot in the future. It just seems like James had a big idea
0: yeah and James decided like this seems like James's hobby project like, yeah. and like and and then also obviously you've got like Silas who's and then his wife also involved so it's like okay James his wife his father-in-law are apparently the three people who are the, the who, for whom this is a passion project yeah and then we don't know really what else is happening or why no it's 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 it
1: feels entirely contained in this one small community's interpersonal dramas, which is pretty wild considering the resources it would take. Yeah. to create this infrastructure.
0: Yeah, yeah. You would think that this would cause that there would maybe be more attention on this. Um, it's just it. I also I don't fully understand why if. I mean, there's so much about this that I, I'm the more that they try to turn the main part of this plot into this sort of conspiracy theory, space race situation, <laughs> yeah, space race. Yeah. The less it just the, the the more you're just like, man, the seams are showing, which is too bad because then you get great things like is he doing Morse code in 10,000 BC? And I'm like, I'm fully on board with that. I just have yeah. zero interest in the magic space tower that has vagina doorways.
1: Yeah, it's like the, it's a bit of like the, like, I don't need the lost element of this. No, I don't need the Dharma initiative. I don't, I don't need a big, like, I'm fine with just the interpersonal dramas of the people in these camps. Yeah, and that's the thing that, And like, maybe just like a united front against some weird corporate other.
0: Yeah, like, have, I would... Rather than time travel and James writing his family and somehow like saving his son from being kidnapped by his wife, which like dude, maybe you need to take a further back and examine why your wife was kidnapping your son in the first place. Yeah. Um, independent of all of that, like, why are they back in time? Why did they make a tower? What is the? There's so much else about this that is more interesting to me than the time travel aspect, but the why's behind the time travel. Yeah, I just, I don't, I'm, the wedding, the wedding episode was fun, but had the most side plots where I was like, I don't, I'm not amped about where the show is going forward, which is disappointing because we're going into the end of this show and the first half has been such a wild ride. And I feel like they are focusing on the things that, the the, the things that they think are making, that are, are interesting to the rest of us, but are the least interesting parts. And that's a bummer.
1: Yeah, it's a bummer. And it's the saving grace is that everybody's an idiot. Yeah. And so fortunately, we can look forward to enjoying their follies along the way as like perhaps the narrative becomes the parts of it we just don't care about.
0: Yeah, 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 I, I, I absolutely agree and definitely think that like the subplots along the lines of Riley is going to lie to Josh about finding a notebook. Yeah. And then talk to her dad and her dad is going to give her terrible advice and basically suggest that, well, your mom was cool with it, so Josh will be as well, while ignoring that yeah. Josh is a fucking idiot. And Josh, Josh is a fucking idiot. Yeah, like I, as soon as this, he's like, well, you know, I kept a lot of secrets for your mom, and she understood that's how it had to be, and I was like, yeah, but her mom's not Josh. Like yeah. Josh is going to be indignant as shit about anybody. And keeping also, a like theoretically, you guys were grown
1: ups. Yeah. Like and and you were, like, and in a you marriage, were, you were in the United States military. Yeah. The, it, it this is a side quest so there are different social contract aspects to her keeping secrets and the fact that it's josh yeah she absolutely should have lied to josh you can't tell josh everything he's a huge fucking liability yeah josh
0: immediately as soon as you tell josh something that he shouldn't tell other people the first thing josh does is tell other people as we yeah. learn from the fact that you know As soon as his family comes back to 10,000 BC and they're all like, we can't tell anyone what we're here to do, which is shut down the tube. And instead, Josh immediately goes to the camp and is like, hey, have you guys seen my folks? Because they're currently trying to shut down our only way back to the modern era. And and you can't tell Izzy
1: anything because she's going to want to be involved. Right. And a 16 year old can't be involved
0: in everything. Uh, Unless that 16 year old is Izzy. Yeah,
1: yeah i love that she's like hey mom something's weird with levi and she's like yeah i think he um uh, just misses his wife and this is a wedding so he's emotional and she's like yeah i thought that too so i followed him <laughs> like perfect izzy and he was picking flowers scott told us are poisonous love her love that little detective
0: izzy Izzy's the harriet the spy that we that gen z deserves
1: and somehow Levi and somehow Levi is like blinded by his goals enough to where he didn't notice the surely, really not discreet Izzy, probably barely peeking around trees, just probably standing out in the open following him, looking to see what he's doing. Yeah. She needs to work on her trade craft
0: for sure. Oh no, I fully believe that she can that Izzy can can stalk special ops Levi through the through the foliage.
1: Incredible. I, I And think she's also like so fucking suspicious of him too. She's like, he's back because he wants to have sex with my mom. Like, yeah. You know she doesn't trust Levi ever again. Oh, not
0: at all. Because she's so close to her happy family being reunited. And now yeah. fucking hot ass Levi shows up. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. I wouldn't trust Levi either in those circumstances if I were to <laughs> Definitely not. Like and then a man who willingly idiot. chooses to go back to 10,000 BC. No. No. His wife. Oh, he had a wife. No, he didn't.
1: <laughs> oh, no, he had a wife.
0: No, he didn't. He put touch of gray in his hair and immediately found the nearest portal. Come on.
1: And somehow, like, Ty, like, you know, at Ty's wedding, Kira shows up. Is prob- Her and her henchmen are probably the ones that kill Carolyn. They get the journal. They get the journal from her, Aaron's journal. And they're marching out. And Ty tries to stop them. And she holds him at gunpoint and is like, stop advancing forward or I'm going to kill Ty. Um, and he's like, Para, no, get back. I don't want you or anyone else to get hurt. And there's just something about his sanctimony Mm. to where every time he says shit like that, I'm like, you don't give a shit. You just want to look like a hero. Yeah. You don't want to die, and you want to look like a hero. You don't actually care about anybody else dying right now. No, I don't want anyone else to get hurt. Fuck off, Ty. Well, it's
0: just, it's this weirdness of Ty's heroism is always disproportionate with the circumstances. Oh my God. That's the thing. Like, Ty's always, remember there was that whole thing with where Ty was like, I'm trying to remember exactly the details of it. Oh, where with Tom at, where he's like, only I can be the one to, and it's like, no, dude, yeah. I'm pretty sure there are other people who can be the ones to track him down and set things right. Like Ty, Ty is the hero of his own story. Oh, yeah. Which would be fine, except Ty's not a Harris. And unfortunately, the Harrises are the hero of our story.
1: It's so true. And he also like, you know, and it's just fucking he's tone deaf. And so like he's given the toast at his wedding. And yeah. he's like, we're here surrounded by our friends and family and loved one. it's like, no, the bittersweet part of this day yes. is that almost no one is here with friends or family or or loved ones. You're with your new wife in your new life that you're not going to leave. You're not trying to get out of 10,000 BC. Yes, Ty is the The only person. The Harris's have each other. Everyone else here is on their fucking own, Ty.
0: Yeah, I mean, Ty is the only person in this entire cast for whom 10,000 BC is markedly, maybe you can argue Veronica and Lucas, but Ty is truly the only one for whom, going to 10,000 BC, was a real upgrade from his current life. Oh, it was a
1: new lease on life. Yeah. Like, and not not just because he's going to live, because they're fixing his cancer, but, like, in every way, Ty has, like, found himself here.
0: Which, like, thrilled for Ty on a personal level. Nice guy. No reason he doesn't deserve that. But, yes, you are correct. Extremely tone deaf. But also, like, the show even calls out with with Dr. Military Dad being like, seems like everyone here is just moving on. But I, you know, can't. it's like, yeah, you very reasonably cannot stop thinking about the fact that you're never going to see your wife and son again. Like, and it's been conservatively, let's just be generous at this point about it and assume that even with the fact, like, first season, let's pretend it didn't take only a week with the first season was only a week. Let's just say it's been three months.
1: Yeah, at at most, at absolute most, I would have said two, like, at most, it has been three months,
0: even if it's been six months, let's. Which, if it's been six months and the survivors are still living in cars, yeah. that is on them at this point.
1: They all deserve to just die. Right.
0: So, it's let's say it can't be six months. It's at most three. Like, yeah, very reasonable that all these people who, a couple episodes ago, were furious at the Harris's for removing their only chance of getting back up topside. Like, no one's having a good time here, Ty, except for you.
1: Yeah, and Ty's absolutely the kind of guy who would think that because things are going well for him, things are just going well for everyone.
0: Which is funny because Ty is supposed to be the most intuitive as the psychiatrist, but mostly Ty is just a bad psychiatrist. As we see from the, him with James, where James, like his first session with James, and he TV therapizes him of like, oh, <laughs> what's your greatest trauma? And you don't want to talk about it with me right this second? Right now, we just met. We should we should probably not continue our sessions if you're not going to be honest with me. It's like, Ty! <laughs> Give him a minute, dude.
1: This is a long term process, Ty.
0: Like it's been 20 years that I've been with my therapist and I only just this week was like, so let's talk about the fact that like I didn't engage in play with my parents as a child. Like there wasn't that (laughs) like my parents didn't raise me with fantasy with like pretend and we were a very verbal forward family. Like, yeah, come on, man. It takes a long time to hit a point where you're in therapy and can discuss and unpack why you've had insomnia for a month. And that's what Ty yeah. is asking of him immediately. Um, so I don't blame. With on by the on a notepad. As, so Kira, when they're gonna start the therapy, the way that Kira conveys to Ty that there's something suspicious about James, that Kira writes on the notepad, like find out about the Blue Moon Project. And Ty, being fucking Ty, does not remove that sheet of paper from the notepad. No, no. It's.
1: I'm convinced that Ty was never a therapist. Wouldn't that be amazing? He, like, he just, like, failed out of school. Yeah. And just, like, insist, like, just insisted that was what he was and what he <gasps> wanted to be. So, unlicensed, unqualified, Ty has just been being a pretend therapist his adult life.
0: You know, Ty being a pretend therapist in 10,000 B.C. makes a lot of sense.
1: Oh, completely. Because of how bad. And now he's in 10,000 B.C. where he can be a pretend therapist yeah. and no one can call him out on it. Yeah. This is a best case scenario for Ty.
0: No, there's, there's a, there's, I think, hidden within the show, there's an HBO, like, prestige drama about this man By, going oh, yeah. back, and in, uh, ending up back in time and being a artist that he is. Yeah, going back in time and ending and being, like, telling everyone that he's a therapist and living this lie in 10,000 BC. I, I'd watch that 100%. But. He yeah.
1: is so believable as a scammer.
0: Yeah, because. Because he believes his own bullshit. Right. That's. Because, again, his earnestness is always so misguided that it feels like bullshit. Yeah, Yeah. completely. Yeah. So, as we've left everybody, uh, James is apparently not evil now. Ty is again kidnapped. Um, Again
1: kidnapped? Like,
0: Ty is again in jeopardy. He and Power are married. Congratulations to both of them. Yeah. Um, Scott has undergone trauma from stabbing a dude, even though we think that he probably has bloodlust. Yep. Yeah. It's just... Yeah, I mean, you know, looking forward to, I guess, the last few episodes of the season, I don't know what we're going to, I'm, I'm glad we got a wooly rhino at the beginning of episode, of the episode 10, if for yeah. no other reason than it was just nice to be reminded that they're there. Cause, yeah,
1: to be reminded that there are animals in 10,000 BC.
0: Yeah, because at this point, like, it is increasingly becoming this feeling that this show didn't need to be in 10,000 BC, and I don't like oh, that. Yeah. Like, no, bring us back to that again, please.
1: Yeah, yeah, completely.
0: Yeah, so that's where we're at with this. Is it's increasingly just like, oh, all right. Well, I guess we're just plowing forward with plot versus what it was <laughs> before, which was let's have an entire episode based entirely around the prospect of having to hunt. Which really liked that. Miss those yeah. days. Miss the days of a giant sloth rolling through camp eating everything, and then Eve has to set up snares like.
1: Fortunately, we, I guess we did get the buffalo quite recently, thankfully. Yeah,
0: we did. And again, the buffalo was, I think that the buffalo will be probably one of my favorite moments this season because it's one of the one few things that's like this could not happen in any other show or any other timeline. Yeah. Yeah. Also, you know, the fish falling from this, any of those things, great. The interpersonal conflict of Kira and the Harrises, don't care. No, don't, don't care. Don't care. Well, before we talk about what's coming up next week, Yes. I do want to just briefly discuss my new passion for graphic design, Jordan.
1: It's true. It's true. It's really taken hold in you. Yeah,
0: as someone who has no visual skill whatsoever, um thrilled with we we rolled out our Mujahive line. Yes. Very important.
1: Very yeah. important for the soul of the pod.
0: You know, it's the thing is is that whether or not our listeners call themselves disaster divas, whether or not the, li- the listeners Remember, there's a thing called the Mujahive. Yeah. I don't necessarily care because in my heart, I feel like they do because.
1: Well, and I mean, and like it's important that we pay tribute no matter yeah. what.
0: I want to have a Mujahive shirt if for no other reason than when one day Mujah sends his minions. I can be like, look, guys, I know I'm on your side. <laughs> We got some we got we got the, in addition to launching like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, the Justice for Shelley Winters line. We now have the Muja Hive line, which features Muja, the world's I should have removed one of his arms. Man, that would have been good on those graphics. No one's bought it That's yet. I might do that fair still. Point. I might still do that. I'll see if I can figure out how to do that. Um, but featuring Muja, the world's oldest alligator. Yeah, we're proudly the
1: king of all disaster movie monsters. It
0: is, which leads us into what we're seeing next week. Which is, of course, fucking Cocaine Bear.
1: Very exciting to have a new release yeah. on the horizon. We will be, we have seen you guys, and we will be covering Cocaine Bear.
0: Cocaine Bear. Uh, we'll be joined by Bilga Abiri, uh, who he had joined us previously for uh, Greenland. And we're thrilled to have him back to discuss Cocaine yes. Bear. Spoiler alert, guys. You should probably see Cocaine Bear.
1: Yeah, in a theater. Like, go see friends. it in a theater. Have a communal experience yeah. with Cocaine Bear.
0: Yeah, it's it's worth it. Like, just gonna start, you guys have a week to watch it now, because it's coming out this weekend. You got time. Go make the effort. It is, if you can. It is worth it. Um,
1: yeah, give, and I, I, it's an, I, I don't wanna, it's not, a, I'm not gonna call it a spoiler, but, like, I think it will incentivize you. There are Cocaine Cubs.
0: Yeah, it's not a spoiler. It's just-
1: there are cocaine cubs. Yeah, so you should really go see Cocaine. Bear. Go see
0: Cocaine Bear. Um, and we saw it last night at a press screening, and seeing it with a, in a theater with other people was extreme. It fun. was very worth it for that. It was like, joyous. Yeah, yeah. We had we had a good time. Uh, so that's next week. Speaking of disciples of Muja, I would like to think that <laughs> yes. Muja was a very big fan and was like, "Yes, Cocaine Bear, you're doing excellent work."
1: Yes, Muja approves. Yeah.
0: So that's next week. Um, but in the meantime, Jordan, where can we find mm-hmm.
1: you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at JorCrew, J-O-R-C-R-U. And then Feeling Scene Pod, as always, every week coming out with new great stuff. Uh, a dear uh, friend and filmmaker I'm very excited about named Francesca Maldonado is a new, the latest episode of that. So go check it out. Uh, all this, all my pod synergy. do, do. Uh, dive in.
0: Yeah. Listen to Jordan at all hours. You really can. All hours. Truly. Um, and of course, I'm Amanda Smith says on Twitter. Uh, that's where I am. And then we're disaster underscore pod uh, on Twitter. We're disastergirlspod at gmail.com. We are disastergirls.myshopify.com is where our merch is at. So check it out. Um, we're also on like Instagram, but I barely use that. I never remember to upload stuff to it. So follow it if you want to back up. But otherwise, we'll see y'all back next week. Cocaine bear. Cocaine? Cocaine bear. Bye, guys.